Joe Biden is the U.S. president, which means we've got some big changes in D.C. Let's break down what this means for the tech world. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about the ripple effects of the Biden administration is our crack regulatory reporter, Maggie Reardon. Welcome, Maggie. Thanks for having me. So Biden was off to a fast start after his swearing-in ceremony. What were some of the key executive orders that he signed? Because he signed quite a few. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got right to work, which was really, uh, you know, kind of unusual. They don't usually, usually there's a lot more fun happening on Inauguration Day, but he he got right to work. So um, one of the big things is he signed um, a bunch of executive orders, one to get us back into the Paris Accord, which is uh, to help deal with global warming and climate change. And um, he also had the U.S. rejoin the WHO, which is going to be really critical in helping the whole world address and combat the COVID crisis. Uh, he also extended um, the DACA order to allow uh, undocumented adults who were born in other countries but brought to the U.S. as children the ability to stay in the country. And, and that's something that like the tech industry has really pushed for because a lot of their workers have been um you know, DACA or not a lot, but, you know, there's a significant portion of, of folks out there who are, are DACA uh, recipients who work in the tech industry. Definitely. I know Apple and Google today applauded the, the move. So, yeah, definitely something the tech industry has been pushing. I know Biden has also set a pretty ambitious goal of vaccina- vaccinating 100 million people in 100 days. So what is he doing to actually get this done? Yeah. So one of the interesting things I I you know, had read this morning was, you know, other reporting was that, uh, you know, the Biden administration, when they started the transition, they realized that there was really no vaccination plan <laughs> from the previous administration. So they're like really starting from ground zero. But um, last week, Biden laid out a plan for this. And it's going to be things like setting up vaccination clinics all throughout the country and doing some massive vaccination events like at stadiums and things like that, having mobile vaccination uh, sites that are basically vaccination sites on wheels that go to rural areas and urban areas that are generally hard to um, get into. And uh, they're going to be partnering more with pharmacies. And then the other thing that they're doing is um, trying to ramp up production, uh, not only of the vaccine, but of all the other equipment and stuff that goes into having to administer um, a vaccine, like the the gloves and the, the syringes and things like that. So using the Defense Production Act to really ramp up the production. So, you know, I personally am somebody sitting here crossing my fingers, hoping that, um, you know, this vaccination program really ramps up because I think so far it's, it's not been great. You know, people, the rollout has been disappointing. Yeah, it's been well reported about the struggles that folks have had getting vaccinations and just the fact that, you know, the supply isn't even being used. So it seems like it's not just about getting more vaccines produced. It's actually setting up the infrastructure to distribute some of these vaccines. That seems like that's the key. That's the approach that Biden has taken. Yeah. And really working with the the states to, to get it done, you know, instead of just kind of leaving the states to do it on their own. So obviously, COVID-19, the vaccine, those will be his big priorities in the first 100 days. But I know he's got a pretty ambitious slate for his agenda. So what are some of the other initiatives that you know he's got on his eye? Yeah. I mean, I think COVID is going to be the, the biggest thing. And, and that you know, even that will deal with sort of a lot of things like 
some of the economic issues. Like he has this big package that he wants to um, to roll out that would, you know, increase the payments to people. So, um, you know, getting it to that two thousand or that, yeah, the $2,000 mark. Um, But then there's other issues that, you know, Republicans and Democrats kind of generally agree on, which is things like infrastructure. And so I think that, you know, in terms of trying to get uh, a legislative agenda out there, it would be trying to, to find something that can, you know, a package that will deal with some of the roads and transportation issues, but then also some of the, this broadband stuff which is really appealing, you know, obviously to us folks here at CNET who care about that, but, um, you know, trying to get more, more broadband deployed in rural areas and also into these urban communities and how do we make it affordable? And, you know, I think that the pandemic has really highlighted um, a lack of access in in the U.S. and, and how important it is for people to have access. Absolutely. I know that is uh, an issue that we've written about a lot and we plan on writing a lot more about uh, in the coming year. You know, one of the other big issues uh, has been big tech. Uh, we've seen lawmakers turn a more critical eye towards the industry. There are a number of outstanding lawsuits filed by the Justice Department, Federal Trade Commission, as well as many, many state attorneys general. How does Biden figure into this? What is sort of his stance on big tech? And I say this knowing that Kamala Harris, the vice president, it's from California and is sort of well-versed in the Silicon Valley community. Right, right. Yeah, so I think, you know, he's been critical of big tech too. And and really all of the, you know, in general, the Democrats have been critical of big tech, right? Like it seems like they've really sort of turned against the industry in terms of, you know, the stance under Obama. Um, you know, there is definitely a more critical eye. And so what I would expect from from Biden and his administration is that, you know, he'll support efforts to try to rein in the companies. And, um, you know, we saw a big uh, congressional report that came out in the fall led by the Democrats, um, basically saying that that Facebook and Google and and some of these big companies are essentially monopolies and that, you know, something needs to be done. So, um, you know, I would, I wouldn't expect him to be out there pursuing executive orders to deal with a lot of this stuff. I think that he will leave it up to Congress, but I think he'll be supporting um, a lot of the agenda of, of what the Democrats have been pushing for. And related to this, I wanted to talk about Section 230. It's a part of the Communications Decency Act that has protected social media companies uh, from lawsuits uh, posted against content that runs on their platforms. That's also been a hot topic of debate. Obviously, President Trump had talked about it a lot, getting rid of it. Where does Biden stand on Section 230? Well, he has also said he wants to get rid of it, which is kind of funny. It's like he and Trump don't agree on anything except getting rid of <laughs> Section 230. Um, but his reasoning is quite different, right? So he, the problem that he has with Section 230 is he doesn't feel like the the big social media platforms have done enough to root out and get rid of a lot of the disinformation that's been flowing across their sites. And so he, I think, feels that the the protections um, sort of have just given them a green light to turn a blind eye, and he would like to see that changed. Um, but again, I don't think he's going to go out there and, um, you know, sign in an executive order to change anything about Section 230. I think he's going to let that happen through the legislative process. And again, there are areas that Republicans and Democrats agree on. They both think that there needs to be some reform. But I think what will 
likely see is um, some real hashing out when you get to the details of how you do it and how far it goes and, and what the actual purpose of um, trying to amend it and rein it in is. Let's talk about net neutrality because that is an issue that's it's gotten a lot quieter. There's there hasn't been a lot of talk about it really since Trump and Ajipai, the FCC, the outgoing FCC chairman, uh, helped dismantle the rules. Do you think net neutrality, the discussion over it, it, makes a comeback with Biden in the White House, or is it sort of gone forever? It's definitely not gone forever. <laughs> it's going to be coming back. Um, you know, I think what's going to happen is. You know, Biden personally hasn't really, you know, talked a lot about net neutrality. He was never like a huge supporter of it. But a lot has changed since he actually has held uh, office and has been in like a U.S. senator where he would be legislating. So the Democrats are very hot on this issue still. The leadership is very much in favor of bringing back the Obama era Uh, net neutrality protections. So I think what we're going to see is, and it'll be really telling to see who Obama picks as his FCC chairman um, in terms of how far he's going to go or or how far the FCC could go in in these new net neutrality rules that I expect they'll propose. But I think, you know, once a new FCC chairman's in place, um, the Democrats are going to reinstate Obama era rules. They may even go further than what they did before. The debate, I think, has changed a little bit since it was, you know, in 2015 when we had them. Um, And then I think we might see some legislative action, too, because you've got um, Chuck Schumer, who is uh, the majority leader now in the Senate, and you've got Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, um, both strong net neutrality supporters. And this issue has ping-ponged back and forth depending on which administration is in power. And so I really, I I think there's going to be some appetite among Democrats to just kind of like finally nail this down instead of risking, you know, the FCC makes some rules and then in four years we get a Republican and then they dismantle it. Well, Trump had a very antagonistic stance against China. And that's obviously another big issue for the, the tech world given you know, the hobbling of major telecom players like Huawei. What do you think things had with China with Biden in charge? Well, Biden wasn't really that hot on these, um, the tariffs. But, you know, I think it's going to probably be a lot harder to to peel back a lot of what Trump did. Um, so, you know, I think that's really to be determined. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't think that this is like number one on his top issue in terms of um, dealing with uh, what's happening overseas. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I, I don't I wouldn't expect on day one that like all the tariffs are going to be removed. I think it's going to take a, a bit of time to unwind some of that. Yeah, definitely. I think Biden has quite a bit on his plate already. Well, Maggie, thank you for your time. You can catch all of our coverage on the incoming Biden administration and all the new initiatives here on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.